10 to 1, episode 40. 1,000 books. podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything except on this list i'm melissa kozer and i'm brian kozer okay it's technically not a top 10 list but i'm gonna talk about 10 books because i made my goal of getting to 1000 books Woohoo! that's pretty cool yeah so when i was about eight years old i think when i was eight years old sometime during that year my parents had me start keeping track of every book that I read, kept track of them on a the little piece of paper, and when I got to 100 books, and every 100th book after that, I got some sort of award for, for reaching that milestone. And I didn't really need the, the encouragement because I really liked reading, but I faithfully kept that list up, and all the way up until this year, when I turned 28... And I realized I was getting close to a thousand books, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, from age eight to age twenty-eight, yeah. get to a thousand books, and so I made a big push these last few months and finished up some of the books that I'd been planning to read, and got a few extras that I uh, was wanting to read, and I did it. I got to a thousand books, finished it on my birthday. Good job. Yeah. So this episode, well, I guess it's a little bit self-congratulatory, but maybe I've earned it. <laughs> reading a thousand books in 20 years and so i'm just going to talk about each of the 10 books that was one of those hundred books and i did kind of cheat along the way you know if a book was you know 4.99 and then for book 500 i read some book that i ended Stupid up not liking book, very much yeah. I'm like oh, i'll switch those around yeah and so um, and then also you know uh, there was books i forgot to put on the list I found out when I was compi uh, uh, compiling this list by uploading all the books I've ever read to Goodreads that I had some duplicates on my list. And so I did kind of cheat and re rearrange things to get certain books to be <laughs> hundreds. But uh, that's okay. It's my list. I'll do it what I want. <laughs> all right. Are you ready to get started, Melissa? Sure. All right. Quick preface. Very first book on my list you might be interested to know is The Hardy Boys, The Tower of Treasure. Hardy Boys, Hardy Boys, finding <laughs> clues and solving stuff. Now I have to put that link to that in the show notes. Uh, so I remember uh, when I guess I was probably seven years old, there was this uh, new book of the month club or some sort of children's book club that was getting started and they sent my parents three Hardy Boys books, uh, the original versions from uh, the 1920s uh, they had just reprinted them and i think i don't know if they i don't know exactly how they got signed up for it but signed up for it got three free books and then promptly stopped <laughs> but i devoured those three hardy boys books and uh, those then when we uh, moved back to the states we were in japan at the time we moved back to the states my uncle i think it was my uncle barry had a ton of Hardy Boys books that he uh, let me borrow while we were down there. Glory. Yeah, while we were visiting family. And yeah, I tore through those as well. And so the first 
quite a few on my list. Let's see. The first 41 books on my list are Hardy Boys books. And it took you that <laughs> long to realize they're all pretty much the same thing. No, no. I read another dozen or so in the <laughs> few years after that. <laughs> so, yeah, Hardy Boys. Got to mention those in the uh, preface here as the books that got me into reading. Real books, you know. Obviously, I'd read Dr. Seuss and such before, but these are the first books I I really counted and, and put on my list, which I guess I should mention. I didn't put any sort of uh, cheap books, at least in my view. I didn't put, you know, Dr. Seuss on my list oh, when yeah. I was 10 years old. Yeah. Something like that. They were all age appropriate. Anyway, let's get started. So, yeah, in those first 100 books, I read a lot of Hardy Boys, like I mentioned. I read The Chronicles of Narnia, which are still some of my favorites. I read some... Uh, some other books that I look back with with fondness, like my first Royal Doll book, and some other series that I liked. But by the time I got to my book number 100, which is Mike Schmidt, Baseball's Young Lion, I was into sports books. And if you look at my list, I have like 10 sports books right in a grouping here, mm. right around 100. Really like sports books. And I still I still do enjoy them. I haven't read as many recently. I don't know the last time when I, I read a book about sports. But uh, yeah, definitely read a lot of those growing up and really liked this book about a third baseman for the Phillies, Hall of Fame baseball player, one of the greats of all time. And yeah, really enjoyed that one for my number 100. So that was my number 100 Mike Schmidt, Baseball's Young Lion. Still remember grabbing that one from the library. All right, and then after that, it's a whole bunch of random books, a bunch of fictional books, uh, Beverly Cleary books like Ribsy and The Mouse and the Motorcycle are standouts, yeah, I guess, those from, are good. from around here. I liked the Ramona books as well. Yeah, I read some of those later, and those are good too. I read... The first Freddy books uh, that I, that I'd read, you know, Freddy Goes to Florida, and I think I think we actually read those as a family. So I did include books that one of my parents read to us out loud. Right. That counts. And those are really so good do audiobooks. books, though. Yeah, yeah, that definitely counts to do that. I started reading the Left Behind children's books, and of course, read a ton <laughs> of those. That'll bump up your numbers pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, because those are pretty short. That's true. Read a few more Hardy Boys books I see, some more sports books. <laughs> and by the time we get to number 200, number 200 is Redwall by Brian Jakes. Ah, it's interesting. You're you're bringing up a bunch of these that I didn't discover until I was much older. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I was... Uh, well, we were married before you introduced me to the, the Freddy books. And, That's true. Uh, Redwall, I was maybe in college. Oh, really? Or or it was just a year or two before college. Okay. Yeah, for me, it was was really early on. It was a Christmas present. Actually, uh, not the first one, Redwall, but The Legend of Luke, which was a... That's a solid one. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good one. And, uh, you know, those characters had already had multiple books, but I didn't know that at the time. Right. And so... I got that from my uh, grandma, from my Oma, for Christmas one year, and I loved it. 
mm-hmm. and started plowing through the Redwall books yeah. when I could get those. And that's why I put for number 200, Redwall by Brian Jakes. That's good. Yeah. Another series that, it, it, I mean, it got samey after a yeah, while. But, but I definitely still enjoyed it's reading something new the dozen or fresh. so I read. Yeah. And yep. it's it what it does, it does very well. Right. All right. And, you know, continued reading, of course, sports books, some other fiction books, uh, some history books in there. Uh, 228 was the first time I finished reading through the Bible all the way through. So I have that on there. Some more Hardy Boys books I see. Uh, Let's see. I read the adult Left Behind books. So there you go. Those That's are a little something bit you gotta plow through. <laughs> yeah, I would never read through those again. Oh but, boy, uh, talk about a series that just keeps going on. That's true. And on and on. That's true. But I definitely remember thinking the the first three at least were. Yeah, the first really couple were pretty solid. So those are pretty fun books, and uh, got got to start reading some of the great illustrated classics. So you know, the oh, Time yeah. Machine and A Tale of Two Cities. I was raised on version. those. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I read a ton of those. those. And by book 300, I put, I had for that one, Lord Brocktree by Brian Jake. So another Redwall book. I'm still, still really liking the Redwall books. Yep. So that's 300, Lord Brocktree. And around this time, I start seeing a bunch of Star Trek books show up as I'm scrolling through. Ton of Star Trek books and some Encyclopedia Brown books. Uh, This is the first time I read. The Lloyd Alexander Chronicles of Perdane. Okay, yeah. Uh, the first one, uh, The High King, I had to read for school. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, well, I should read the first four in the series first. And, yeah, devoured those. I was supposed to not read ahead with The, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the right. High King. Right, with the one I'm reading for school, but I did. <laughs> and so uh, those are definitely, definitely ones I'll... I'll want to read with our children. Mm-hmm. I see I read some Nancy Drew books this year. I guess I was running out of Hardy Boys books to read. <sighs> and... My sister liked Nancy Drew. I always liked the Hardy Boys better. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were about the same thing. Yeah, so. but Frank and Joe were just more fun, and so were their <laughs> friends. Well, I agree, but I was a boy, so. Yeah, well, I'm a girl, and I'm, I'm taking the boy side. <laughs> Uh, so now we get to book number 400, and it is Star Trek Captain's Peril by William Shatner. Definitely. He wrote his uh, book. Well, oh. he wrote it with Judith and Garfield Reeve Stevens. Okay. Which are actual sci fi writers. It's sort of unclear on how much exactly he wrote. <laughs> Maybe he just came up with some ideas some that he thought were points. cool okay. for Captain Kirk. And then they wrote the actual words. I'm not sure exactly exactly how much they helped him, but this is definitely the worst book that I'm going to mention in my <laughs> 100s. But it was sort of a it's sort of a guilty pleasure, I guess. I mean, even then, I knew that it was a little bit much when Captain Kirk is beating Worf, the Klingon, in hand to hand combat. Like, oh, okay, you know, this wouldn't actually happen on the show, but it was still pretty cool. And it's pretty much just uh, Captain Kirk running around doing ridiculous things. Yeah. But it was still kind of cool. So I put that for my 400 because <laughs> I was having fun with Star Trek books at that point. So that's my number 400 Star Trek There's Captain's a lot that, Peril. a lot that you'll forgive 
a book or a movie if you're in love with that particular series at the time. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, not too much new into the 400s. I did start reading the Horatio Hornblower books then, and I think I read the first three or four. Maybe sometime I'll go back and finish Are that series. Are they worth reading? Yeah, they're really good. Uh, I mean, what would you say is better, the miniseries or the the books? Right. So the miniseries, obviously you're seeing the characters, and um, there's a little bit more continuity because, you know, you're going to see, you know, Matthews and Styles, those guys on the the below decks are in all of the miniseries, all of the TV show, but they're only going to show up in one sentence in the books. You know, it's pretty much Hornblower for those first few books, and then you know, Bush is is in the later books uh, that I didn't read. Is I didn't get too far into uh, the books with him, but yeah, there's uh, you know the character Archie, right? That's his, one of his good friends in the yeah. in the miniseries. He's barely in the books. <sighs> I want to watch so the series again. It's pretty now. different. Yeah, we'll it's definitely have to watch long. it again. Uh, it's pretty different, but it's really good and kind of in the same way of seeing the historical. Uh, reality of these guys okay what they went through so yeah i I i'm definitely gonna check them out check them out again sometime Uh, but that's not one of my hundreds when we get to number 500 that one was murder on the orient express by agatha christie a classic that i have not read yeah you should you should read it sometime i think you've read at least one or two agatha christie books i've read i think two yeah i'm not really into murder mysteries right now right right this is one of the good ones, though. This was the first one I read of her. Still one of my favorites. I want to say it was my friends, the Bankstons, uh, Josh Bankston, you might remember from college, uh, there in Florida, mm-hmm. was yeah, a friend, and his mom had a bunch of Agatha Christie books, and I don't think I borrowed any from them, but I think just you know seeing them on the shelves made me curious, got one from the library, and yeah. Started really uh, going through those. I think there's uh, maybe 15 in a row here, something like that, that I read from <laughs> Agatha Christie. So I really enjoyed, still enjoy reading her books. Someday I'll finish all of them. That's well, it's always fun when you, when you find an author that you like and, and mm-hmm. you start blowing through a bunch of their books. Yep, definitely. I think most of us serious readers, uh, if we kept lists, you'd find the same thing. We'd sort of have the same author for a while and then find somebody else that we liked and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. true start plowing through their books yeah especially as a kid when you have oh yeah all sorts of free time and you can just <laughs> uh for the the days of a child right so that's my 500 murder on the orient express Good choice. by agatha christie yeah and down in the 500s uh, the main thing that's sticking out to me his I read a bunch of Dave Barry books. Have you heard of Dave Barry? No, I haven't. He wrote for the Miami Herald. He's a humorist, and I don't know if I would find him as funny going back and reading his writing now. He wasn't. It wasn't crude humor, but it was definitely more edgy. No, double entendre. Maybe? I don't think so. Even of that. No, I said not. Not okay. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just trying to he, help you think of it. No, but maybe more juvenile, I guess. Okay. Uh, I haven't gone back in and really read anything that he's written recently, but I definitely did enjoy it as a teenage boy. 
thought he was pretty funny. Uh, read a few Star Wars books. Read that Timothy Zahn trilogy. Didn't read those till I was an adult. In fact, just last year, I think it was. Or was I think you're right. Pre- yeah, maybe last year. I think you're right. Discovered Sherlock Holmes, or at least the novels by Arthur Conan Doyle. Read through all of those. And by number 600, I discovered The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. Oh, my dear. I still remember how I found out about this book. I was online for something. or I, I know I was on the website IMDB, Internet Movie Database, right. back when that was a new website, or new to me at least. And I was looking something up, and I saw, I don't know if it was an ad or if it was linked to from somewhere else. But there was a movie poster with, uh, you know, kind of a space backdrop and a, a thumbs up or a hitchhiker's thumb. And there's a link to a, tra- a movie trailer. So I went and watched that. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's basically Louis Armstrong singing What a Wonderful World. Yeah, and I've seen that trailer. Yeah, he starts singing it and it shows the world in space. It's very beautiful. And then the world explodes. And the words don't panic flash up on the right. screen. And I saw that and I was like, oh man, this looks great. I don't even know what this is, but I'm hooked. I'm intrigued. And started looking into it more and realized, oh, this is a book series. So I went to the library, checked out the book, and man, I was floored. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was the most clever book I've ever read. I immediately flipped to the front and started reading it again. It was amazing. I blew through all five of the trilogy. Yes. Yes, I did not misspeak. All five in the Hitchhiker's Guide trilogy. And I read his other books, his uh, two Dirk Gently books. I read a another book that he wrote where he took place names from England and made up words. <laughs> made up meanings for words. So basically, it was a dictionary of words that don't exist but should. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. And so, yeah. Number 600, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. Still one of my favorites. And really made a big impression on me there in around high school. So started uh, after that getting into some more sci-fi and fantasy. That's pretty much what this next hundred books looks like. So maybe that was the book that really got you into sci-fi fantasy, huh? Yeah, I'd have to look at how many before that I read. Because I know I did read some. I remember reading one about a time machine and i mean i read chronicles of narnia very early so that was right yeah fantasy and and uh, red wall would have been another fantasy that i read but yeah i think in high school is when i more started to get into yeah sci-fi i'm really interested now to think of of what really jogged that for me got me going because that's my favorite genre and uh i know i i've far and above read far more books in sci-fi fantasy than in any other genre. I'll have to think about what got me started on that one. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it would be the same for me. That if I, re- if I stacked all the genres, probably that would be the highest. I did start trying to categorize all the books that I've read. But it's still, still a work in progress. So I, I might talk about those a little bit at the end, but nothing too concrete. Okay, so yeah, a lot of sci-fi, fantasy into the 600s. Towards the end of the 600s and into the 700s, I'm probably going to get what called out on this. What was 600 again? 600 was Hitchhiker's Guide to okay. the Galaxy. Okay. 
But in the 600s and up to 700 and a little past, you're going to find a bunch of comic books, a bunch of graphic novels. <laughs> now, I might get flack for this and say, okay, come on, Brian. A comic book is not a, it should not count. You said you weren't putting, you know, Dr. Seuss on your list. So why are you putting these little comic books on your list? Well, let me explain. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> I read a bunch of comic books in high school and I felt they should count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two i didn't ever put just one comic book on the list i always put collected editions so that made it a little bit better it was at least you know 100 pages or 150 pages of a comic book right so still cheating maybe but number three i decided i had read so so many i would just put 100 on the list and not count them again ever again after that so there's a hundred on my list and that represent all the thousands that he hasn't put on there yeah i don't know how many i actually read but i read a bunch in high school and even in college a little bit a ton a ton a ton and still like them today but don't read as many and that's why i feel justified for putting them <laughs> on my list i didn't take a gift uh i didn't take an award for reaching that 100 I just bumped myself up a hundred and and moved on. But uh I chose for number seven hundred Ultimate Spider Man Volume One Power and Responsibility. Is that read the one through... that I read from your brother Zach? Uh no, so the one that you read was the original The Amazing Spider Man. The Amazing Spider Man. That's the original All from right. the sixties. And I liked reading those. I also really got into Ultimate Spider-Man, which was they're supposed to kind of modernize the Marvel Universe and start from scratch so that they could make up new stories without having to you know, keep track of 30 or 40 years of previous yeah. stories. And I liked it for the most part. I thought they did a pretty good job with them. And the Ultimate Spider-Man, I, I really enjoyed. So for number seven, I put Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1. All right, and for the rest of the 700s, it's, again, mostly sci-fi fantasy. This is about when I went to college, so start popping up a few other things that I read Text in college, books. like Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. I don't think I had to read that for school, but someone probably... I know, I had to read it for school. Yeah, maybe you were telling me I should read it. I, thought it, I think I remember thinking it was a good book. Yeah, it was a good book and good biography of Hudson Taylor. And so you start to see some of those books pop up. And so for my number 800, I chose The Princess Bride, which I believe I read in college. Princess Bride by William Goldman. That's where I first read that book, too. Yeah, I think and we read it about... And it was not what I expected. <laughs> right, so where the... The movie is sort of a straightforward, Cheesy. heartfelt... Uh, it's it's kind of gently poking fun at itself. and A little bit, but I mean, it's I'd say it's very sincere Yeah. of a movie. Whereas the book... Sincerely cheesy, but sincere. It's supposed to be, well... It's outright satire. Right, it's definitely satire. And you can go read about, if you haven't read it, you can go read about how... Uh, the author structured the book, but it was one of those things where he pretended like he was taking an older book and revising it, and he used that to uh, put in some 
some heavy satire and there's some really dark humor in it. And uh, I really, really liked it at the time. I still like it. This last time we tried to read it together, we got most of the way through and then just stopped. I don't know. We just lost interest. Um, I don't know if it was we're just busy at that point or why exactly, but uh, maybe didn't enjoy it quite as much this last time, but it's definitely, definitely still deserved to be my number 800, The Princess Bride by William Goldman. I remember, I think I found it in the PCC library and uh, one night I just started reading it out loud, well, reading it to myself and I was like, oh man. This is awesome. I've got to share it with someone. So I went to find a friend, and I, my friend Sandy, and I started reading it to her. We were just cracking up over <laughs> some of the, the things in it. It's just so, it's so ridiculous. What a great book. Anyway, moving on. Yep, yep. And then into my 800s, we're starting to see a little bit more nonfiction. So I'll go ahead and tell you, I think I'm at about... 800 fiction books to 200 nonfiction books, roughly. So I definitely read a lot more fiction growing up. That sounds about how my list would be, because uh, <laughs> I think we agree. I've probably read about as many books as you have. I just never kept track. Probably. But I don't know, maybe eight to 900 and 100 would be uh, right. the nonfiction. <laughs> I'm not a nonfiction reader for the most part. Right. Yeah, if you'd taken out the sports books I read as a kid, you would have had even fewer nonfiction books. But, yep, so start to see some nonfiction books. This is end of college for me and into a single bachelor life. And I read a bunch of books this summer before we got married. Let's see, one. I'll just pick out one of them that I really liked. Uh, I'd say is one of my favorites, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Oh, yeah. That's a great book, and yep, I checked out a ton from the library, started getting into Terry Pratchett, Discworld series. I think I'd read the first couple. I think I'd read Color of Magic and The Light Fantastic back in high school, and those were maybe the only books that they had in their library from Terry Pratchett. I want to say... I want to say that's true, but uh, I read a bunch of them this summer before we got married. I had stumbled across some Terry Pratchett books, like when I was somewhere from 12 to 14, and decided they were a little too mature for me at the time. Hmm. Uh, which they are. Some, some of them have a little more uh, mature content at some times. But all the same, he is a pretty funny writer. Definitely. Yep, and uh, speaking of funny writers, my number 900 is Bertie Wooster Sees It Through by P.G. Wodehouse. Ah, I love Wodehouse. Yeah, and I'm not exactly sure how I discovered P.G. Wodehouse, but someone recommended him to me, and this is another author that, as soon as I'd read one of his, I think I started with his short stories, as soon as I'd read one of his short stories, I knew I'd found... Another, another author favorite. you love, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and started reading through some of his. I haven't read a ton of his uh, full-length books. I did read a bunch of his short stories, and definitely wanted to put him for my number 900. Bertie Wooster sees it through. Very good British humor, uh, very much a, um, I guess it's a sort of comedy of errors, um, British stories with uh, the, the ones that are my favorites are 
um, Birdie Wooster, the feckless Birdie Wooster, and his butler Jeeves, who always gets him out of all of his scrapes. The epitome of perfect butlers, Jeeves. Yep. All right, and then, so for this last 100, these were really, since we got married, I've only read 100 books. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. uh, (laughs) What a damper marriage has put on your reading life. (laughs) Which is still 20 books a year. I suppose when you put it that that way, way. that's not bad. That's not too bad, but I definitely did slow down. Uh, We started doing board games a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And even just going from being single to being married. Yeah. You know, doing things together more often. Right. You're Uh, not just sitting alone for hours on end reading. Right, right. I mean, sometimes we did do that, but we were just as likely to play a board game or go somewhere or or watch TV together or something. Yep, start getting into board games, started picking up some other hobbies. Of course, we podcast now. And so fewer books read, although last year I did start digging into into books in a big way. I think I read 30-some books last year and uh, really really have enjoyed getting back into uh, books and back into making our way through our bookshelves, our extensive bookshelves. And so uh, by book 1000, I knew I had to put something big. And so uh, we have, uh, we've been listening to a podcast, Sci-Fi Christian, where uh, they've been getting into some classic books, especially Ben DeBono, who is a English, former English major and really into literature, encouraging people to get into classic literature. A former pastor of mine from Las Vegas had a blog post, I think it was titled something like, how to get a $40,000 education for $400. Read the classics. Yeah, and he has a list of, of classics that he recommends. Huh. And that also was was kind of an, an impetus to me. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, mostly from those two sources, I've felt like I, I need to start getting into some classic literature. I'd always thought, you know, uh, all those books are boring, and I'm fine with reading these sci-fi shoot 'em up books or you know uh, fantasy books and uh but what i started to realize especially when i started reading a few of these is there's a reason that they're still around a thousand Mm -hmm. years later or hundreds of years later and uh whereas i had a lot of fun and really enjoyed the candy of the books that i read growing up i've really enjoyed getting into some of the meat and potatoes of some of these classics and um maybe i was just sort of starved from uh you know only eating cotton candy <laughs> yeah for uh, most of growing up but uh, i've really enjoyed digging into some of the classics and so for number 1000 i decided to make it the republic by plato which is probably the first book that i've read that's strictly philosophy it's from the time period of Oh man, off the top of my head, I want to say the Jews' captivity in Babylon is wow. when this one was written. So a long time ago. Wow. And I, I kind of thought it was more from like ancient Greece during the Roman times. I didn't realize it yeah, was this is from... pre-Roman. Yeah, I didn't yep. even realize it was that far back. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, Greece had their heyday before Rome. That's so, true. Uh, it makes sense. But yeah, so 
Uh, definitely a a challenging book, not a not a page turner, not a real exciting read, but really interesting. Uh, the things that he goes through, talking about what is justice, and is a just man happier than an unjust man, hmm. and uh, what is a perfect what would a perfect government of a perfect city state look like? And, It'd be ruled by philosophers. <laughs> and is the soul immortal? And some of these things that he dives into, it's really amazing how many things he hits in this one book. And I liked it. It was a great read. I think I think everybody should at least, I'm going to say everybody should at least go read a summary of it. <laughs> read the spark notes of it. I can, I can do that. Yeah, because I know a lot of people... Most people, 99% of people probably, are not going to be interested in reading a dense philosophy book. Philosophy is not my strong suit. Right. And that's fine. Uh, but it's really interesting stuff. I think you should at least, you owe it to yourself to at least go skim a summary of it and uh, check out what's in this really influential book, The Bedrock of Western Philosophy. Yeah. Well, and I agree with you, like, uh, as far as reading some of these classics, I've, I've started getting into some of them as well. And, uh, you, there are treasures there, jewels that, like you said, there's a reason these books have been around for a while and we would all do well to go check out some of these books. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't start with Plato's Republic, but I definitely (laughs) recommend that you go check out some classics. Uh, if you want to, I'd say if you're a guy, I'd recommend go checking out uh, The Iliad by Homer. That mm-hmm. is still a really a rip-roaring read with uh, a surprising amount of violence and people's heads getting cut off. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's about honor and adventure. and But still has some interesting things to say about um, war and uh, the futility of war. And you see pretty much... All of the characters want to just go home. None of the characters want to be fighting this battle. Or, very, yeah. or most of them don't want to be fighting this battle. They just want to go home. and um, But still, they, they go through with it, and they're, they're still fighting. And yeah, I, I would recommend going and checking out the Iliad for uh, ladies. Little women. Little women? Yeah. That's a really good classic. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I think also one that I read recently, Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, I think you might be surprised that I'd recommend that for women. I think men and women <laughs> would really like it, but uh, it was written by Mary Shelley, right? written by a woman, and she was 19, I believe, when yeah. she wrote it. Which is crazy that it is crazy. she wrote art at the age of 19. Uh, yeah, classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got to be the best book ever written by a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> and so uh, I think you'd be surprised. It's not just a monster rampaging around. Yeah. I think, well, I think my... you would be, you specifically, and women in general, and men as well. I really enjoyed it. I gave it five stars. It... Would would really like that classic. Yeah, it's on my to-read list uh, for ideally this year. Uh, I think the next one that I'm going to get into, next classic, is Dracula. Okay. And yeah. then after that, I'll, I'll get into Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, it's a slow start. I think it's like the first third of the book is basically set up. But uh, just get through that. And you'll you'll enjoy it. All right, so that was my number one thousand, Plato's Republic. So here at the end, let me just mention 
I did kind of keep track as I was uploading all these to Goodreads. So every book that I've, uh, well, yes, every book that I've ever read, as far as I know, is now on Goodreads. And you can see what year I've read things and the genres I've read things. I'll just say real quick that, yes, I've read, it looks like I've read about 150 fantasy books and 116 sci-fi books, if my tallying was correct. So yeah, that would that definitely be the biggest genre for me. Uh, 50 historical fiction books, which seems kind of low. I thought I'd read more more historical fiction. 16 nonfiction history books? That seems really low. That's got to be wrong. <laughs> I've got to have read more history than that. <laughs> uh, only two marriage books? Do you think that would be wow. right? Wow. I know I've read more than that. Yeah, I think I think some of these might be just I didn't I didn't categorize them. I, I don't need to go back and categorize more completely. Uh, Sixty mystery books. I've definitely liked mystery. Most of those have been Agatha Christie, but there's been a few others that I've liked as well. Uh, it looks like we've read eighteen books together. Okay, that that's sounds about not right. Bad. Yeah, in sure. five years, four books a year. Yeah, that, that sounds that, that sounds, sounds like a decent right. amount. Yeah, yeah. Take three months to read through a book. Yeah. yeah. I think that sounds about right. Uh, I kept track of the different books in the different series I've read. That was how I knew I'd read, uh, what did I say earlier? 58 Hardy Boys books, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty crazy. And 42 sports books. Only 13 technology books. I guess I mostly read online yeah. short or long form yeah. articles rather than actual books. Star Trek and Star Wars. You want to guess about how oh, those? Oh, here we go. How those came out for me? Which one I read more? Mm, I'm. Well, I'm inclined to say that you read more Star Trek. Okay. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Okay. I'm gonna guess fifty Star Trek and forty Star Wars. Yeah, that's a good guess. That's. I probably would have said something like that. Although I might have gone more like thirty and thirty or something. But I read forty-one Star Trek books. Only sixteen Star Wars books. Really? Yeah, what? I was I was really surprised because I wow. I remember really getting into Star Wars there oh, for a little I bit. I devoured every Star Wars Star Wars book I could come across. I must have read all while. all sixteen there in the library and then never never went back oh. or something. I don't know, huh. but that that really surprised me. That's interesting. But I'd read three times as many uh, Star Trek books as Star Wars, so huh. kind of interesting. Kind of interesting, and then nineteen trivia or general knowledge books so i like the little little trivia books little oh yeah little general knowledge books so yep yep and there's a i mean i don't think anybody other than myself is interested the rest is comic books but no <laughs> no i didn't mention all the all the different genres right but those are the highlights so whoo so uh i mentioned that for when i was growing up got a a little award every hundred books. It was usually another book, or I remember one time at least getting a Nintendo 64 game from Blockbuster back nice. when Blockbuster sold right. used Nintendo games. And so I decided to get myself something for book 1000 and thought it, I kind of want to get something a little bit special. And so I went ahead and ordered an autographed copy of Anathem. Oh, by really Neil Stevenson. You, That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so one of the uh, books I read last year that I really liked. And one of the few other books that he really devoured. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, devoured that thousand page book in 10 days. That was, that was an exhilarating read. And so, yeah, I definitely want to read that one again sometime. And that's one that I thought would be pretty cool to have as kind of an heirloom autographed copy from the author. So that should arrive in the mail next week. Okay. So, yeah. Maybe I'll even give it a try sometime. Yeah. I know you've said I, you don't think I'd like it as much, but. You definitely wouldn't like it as much as me. I, hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it would be your cup of tea, but, uh. Who knows? Who maybe, knows? Who knows? Maybe sometime you could try it. All right. Well, I think uh, I think I got it out of my system. I think I've talked about myself enough for one night. <laughs> Did you have any any other questions or anything else you want to nah. bring up about yourself and your book reading? No, nah, this one's all about you. And, uh, <laughs> no, I think anything I really wanted to say, I said as we went along. All right. Well, let me just pat myself on the back and good job. Let you give the. Uh, closing thoughts yeah so if you guys have any interesting comments you want to make say you liked this episode you hated it you uh, didn't listen to it probably (laughs) then you can contact us by there is books from uh your friends or to um get ideas for new books you want to read and i would love it if if i had more friends writing reviews and or even just rating books right and, and giving me recommendations that way so well and i will say it goodreads has really helped us avoid some books that we thought you know hey this is i've always heard this is a great book and then you go on goodreads and everybody's saying this this book is crap so that's true that's or true. vice versa so it's it's a really good way to help you learn a little more about a book and really see if it's if it's worth your time or not Yeah, yeah, it's a really good community on there. So check it out, guys. All right. Our next episode is going to be top 10 movie or TV moments that have made us cry. So that should be a very interesting episode. Tune in next time. Until then, I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. So I decided to put this in the stinger so that maybe not everybody would hear it, but I have some confessions to make. Here we go. I read three American Girl books. <laughs> I actually think I, I read more than that. I those books. Those are great. Pretty sure I read more than that, but uh, we'll have I to put get, three on my list. We'll have to get those for our, our kids. <laughs> for Lydia, uh, at least. For the girls, anyway. Okay. I also read 18... Boxcar children books. Oh, I'm so ashamed of you. I know. I know. I, I Even no as a child, I thought those were boring. They're pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any excuse. Uh, I also read six Magic Treehouse books. Did you ever I read those? I don't think I ever read those. Those are also pretty bad. I'd put them probably about on the same level as Boxcar children. Not quite as cheesy. I mean, I liked them as a kid, (laughs) but uh, I'm a little ashamed to say I read them. And then the last and the the most painful. The most damning of them all. I read eight books of the Sword of Truth series. I don't think I've read those or heard of them. It's a fantasy series. Think of it as, well, I've heard it described as Twilight for Men. Oh, no.
no. Not in the not, you have told me about these. <laughs> not in the way that it's uh like uh, a love story cheesy or love story vampire uh, or vampires. Although there's definitely cheesy romance in there, but it's basically teenage boy fantasy of this. Um, you know everything you can think of the the strong and smart hero and the meets a beautiful woman and <laughs> all these ridiculous things happen and um he's really pretty self-righteous and <laughs> um i mean i can't even I, I, i'm not gonna go into all the details but stay away <laughs> do not read the sword of truth it's definitely not worth your time someday maybe we'll do top 10 regrets for uh <laughs> book regrets yeah although that might just end up being our like 10 books we didn't like like our 10 least favorite books so i don't know if that'll be a different enough list but this would be probably right at the top of my list for top 10 book regrets that i read eight of these these are like <laughs> 400 page books oh. and okay so this will tell you a little bit about it I read all eight of those. Then there came out. They, he came out with a final trilogy, three more books, and it ended the series. And you finally got to find out what happened to the heroes, how they beat the, you know, the great dark empire and the great emperor villain. And I never went back. I didn't <laughs> care. I'd read eight. There are three left. I just, you were done. I just quit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean. I guess I I enjoyed them in high school, but looking back, yeah, uh, terrible, 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 crazy knucklehead, terrible. <laughs>